The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out CybionicsCGM.com. This is the Insulone Podcast, where I, own Costello, try to redefine diabetes. In this week's episode, anybody out there with type 1 diabetes, or just anybody in general, I don't want them, and myself included, I don't want there to be any sense of regret, thinking, I should have done this thing. I should have taken more care, because I've lost count the amount of times I've heard it, which is a sad thing. But before we get into that, everything you hear on the Insulon podcast is from my own personal experience. And if you have any worries or issues regarding your diabetes, please contact a medical professional. Now, let's get stuck into this episode. How's it going? Welcome back to the Insulone Podcast. I hope you are well, wherever you are in the world, whatever you are doing, if you're driving, if you're going to work, if you're at the gym, if you're just about to carb count and take insulin for your food, I hope you're well and I hope the week is treating you well so far. Happy New Year again. And this episode is going to be a solo episode. Graham is not here because he very, very selfishly got a house and he is renovating the house. And he said, you know what? I don't have enough time for the podcast this week because I need to paint the walls and I need to install the floors and all these different things. Unacceptable. Absolutely disgraceful from the producer of this podcast. So you may never hear from Graham again. Let me put it that way. So this is, I'm only joking, I love Graham. Uh, For anybody who didn't understand that sarcasm. So this episode, as I said, is going to be a solo episode. And I'm really looking forward to this because if you saw one of my recent posts on Instagram, basically, not last week, the week before, the start of January, I crossed the 12-year mark of living with type 1 diabetes, which... It's strange to think about because I'm sure you can relate to this and I'm sure you can, I'm sure this is probably quite similar for you, but I remember the day I was diagnosed quite literally like it was yesterday. So for it now to be 12 years on, it's strange, but it's also, it's also been an incredible 12 years, good and bad and Diabetes is a very unique condition in the sense that you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about different aspects of life, in my opinion, that you likely wouldn't have 
learned about or even been aware of if you didn't live with type 1 diabetes because it's a very personal and intimate condition to live with because essentially you don't get a break at any time no matter what you're doing who you're with where you are it's always with you so it's uh a unique experience let's put it that way and if you live with type 1 diabetes yourself you know exactly what i mean so what i want to do in this episode is i want to outline 12 lessons that i have learned over the last 12 years and if you listen to this podcast you may have heard a few of these lessons come through almost naturally in different episodes but what i wanted to do in this episode was specifically condense down these kind of 12 lessons that have come to mind for me after some reflection that I've had. And what I like to do, and I know the new year for people is a is a good time for this too. The new year and the flip of, of the calendar year is a good time for people to kind of analyze how the year has gone and essentially what they want from the coming year. And that's something that I do, and I do it quite regularly, almost weekly, almost monthly, almost, well, not not almost, I do do that. I analyze how a week has gone, or a a month has gone, or a quarter has gone, and look at what could I have done better? Could I have changed something? Could I have adjusted something? Could I have done something in a different way? Could I have felt a different way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I also do that when I hit another year with type 1 diabetes, I actually like to sit down and reflect on how the year has been purely in relation to me, my health, my diabetes, and the relationship between me and my diabetes. So if it's something that you don't do or something that you've never even considered, I would absolutely suggest or recommend that you do do it because oftentimes we can kind of get caught in what I like to call the weeds of life, right? Where you get up, you go to work, you see certain people, you do certain things, you have a routine, you have a schedule, you watch TV, you make your food, you come home, whatever it might be. I know it's in a very random order. But when we get caught in the weeds of our life, we almost forget to actually think and actually think to ourselves or look at where we are in our life or what we want or what we want to improve on or how we want our health to be different. And the flip of a calendar year with your diabetes diagnosis, in my opinion, is a good time to do that. And it's a good incentive for you to do that. So let's just get stuck straight in. I've I've outlined 12 lessons that came to mind for me when I was essentially reflecting on these past 12 years. So I'm just going to jump straight in. So the first one, and I'm going to read them out. And then if there's a little thing or a little spiel that comes to mind following the the lesson itself or the thought or the idea, then I'll obviously just go off the cuff, as you know, as I like to do with these podcasts. So number one, our long-term health is built from what we do today, tomorrow, next week, and next month. Keep your health at the top of your priority list every day. Now, that's relatively self-explanatory. But what I really would love everybody with type 1 diabetes to do or even be aware of or have this way of thinking is 
to know that what you're doing today, tomorrow, next week, next month is dictating how your health is going to be long-term. That's just the reality of it. And the way I always look at it is the A1C that we get tested is generally going to be three or six months, for example. That's an indication of our essentially longer term health. And that can be positioned as like the trophy or the holy grail in terms of our diabetes health, which is, of course, it's an important metric to be aware of. But for me, that doesn't indicate how I feel. It doesn't indicate how I live my life with diabetes. It doesn't indicate my short-term health with us. Of course, it's important, but I want my daily to be in the place that I want it to be. I want my weekly to be in the place that I want it to be. And how my health is short-term and how I prioritize my health short-term will essentially dictate my health long-term. So if I eat good food today, if I exercise today, if I'm mindful of stress today, if I prioritize sleep today, and I do that consistently, that's going to have a pretty massive benefit on my long-term health. So again, our long-term health is built from what we do today, tomorrow, next week, and next month. Keep your health at the top of your priority list each day. It doesn't mean that it needs to be perfect each day. Mine isn't. But keep it at the top of your list. And in my opinion, everything else is below it. Your health is the most important thing. That's, I know I always say this, that, that I was about to say that is, in my opinion, a fact. I know facts aren't opinions, but it's a very, very strong opinion that I have. <laughs> Number two, diabetes has a unique way of keeping you in the present and having to constantly look ahead slow down with both. That's the lesson. So this comes from the thought that I have almost daily that you're pretty consistently kept in the present with your diabetes because you have to carb count. You have to check your blood sugar. You have to be aware of what are my blood sugars going to do if I go out for a walk? I want to avoid this low. I'm going to bed right now. What do I need to do to make sure I don't sleep through the night low or wake up really high? And that kind of keeps you in the present moment in a very unique sort of way that a lot of people don't have or aren't aware of. But it also has you constantly looking ahead. And what I mean by that is, and I've touched on this before, is the fact that I feel that with type 1 diabetes, there's always an element of future thought. There's always an element of, how's my health going to be in 10 years? Well, for me anyway. How's my health going to be in 20 years? How's my health going to be in 30 years? And with type 1 diabetes, I feel as though you think about your health longer term more than a quote-unquote normal person. And what I mean by a normal person is somebody who doesn't live with type 1 diabetes. So again, that kind of ties in with the first point that I had. If I have quite a consistent thought of how will my health be long-term? If I'm then aware of the impact my daily decisions and behaviors and actions and habits have, then I'm relieving a lot of that stress long-term. Because if I was in a habit of saying, you know what? I don't even care about my blood sugar. Don't care about my diabetes. 
Don't care about the food I eat. Don't care about the exercise I do. Don't care about the sleep that I get. If I constantly said that to myself day in, day out, that's going to catch up with me at a certain point in my life. So your long-term health is built from your short-term health. Number three, conversations with yourself and the relationship you build with your diabetes are both very important. And I've already touched on even just having that reflection sort of process where the calendar year changes, where you finished a month or you finished a week or you finished a day or you've had another year with type 1 diabetes. That conversation that you can have with yourself about how things are going is really important. And the relationship that you have with your own diabetes is very important. What I suppose what I mean by the relationship which ha- you have with your diabetes is like how you view it, how you live your life with it, whether or not diabetes is dictating what you do or not, how diabetes impacts you socially if it does, how diabetes impacts your confidence if it does. These are all the things that I would consider as the relationship you have with your diabetes. And I feel that if you have a good relationship with it, you see it as something that it's not, it's not easy, obviously not. But if you have a quote unquote good relationship with it, where you're accepting of it, you're taking care of it, you're giving it its deserved attention, you're not obsessing over it. You're still doing the things that you want to do and fitting your diabetes into that as opposed to the other way around. That is a good relationship with your diabetes. So the conversation that you have with yourself and the relationship that you build with your diabetes is vitally important, in my opinion. Number four. Where are we going? Number four. I've written down, you know the expression, it's a cliche thing, to say and to hear, but your health is your wealth. Take that literally. Take it literally. This is something that I've touched on actually the turn of the calendar year with the members inside our Type 1% program because we've gone through different podcasts and trainings about goal setting for the new year, an extra year with type 1 diabetes, another year with type 1 diabetes, 12 years with diabetes. I went through these types of lessons and more with obviously the members that we have in the program. And what I say and what I always make clear is the fact that I feel as if I have more exposure to type 1 diabetes than most people. Okay, I I do a podcast. I obviously have a program, I've whatever, like social and the Instagram pages, et cetera. And I speak to so many people that live with type one diabetes on a daily basis, like a daily basis. I speak to so many people. People message me, message back, podcast interviews, people in the program, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel like over the last 12 years, I've spoken to probably thousands of people living with diabetes. And as a result, I have seen and experienced and heard about the best and the worst parts of the condition. People who are climbing Mount Everest, running marathons, doing ultra marathons, traveling the world, 
setting up businesses, all these different things, despite type 1 diabetes. But also I've heard about and heard from people who really, really, really struggle with it. And people who are dealing with consequences and complications of it. And I don't want it to to sound too heavy. Well, you know what? Sometimes it needs to. Because sometimes certain people need to hear it in a heavy sense. I've had so many conversations where people have massive regret around how they managed or didn't manage their diabetes for years. And anybody listening to this podcast, anybody out there with type 1 diabetes or just anybody in general, I don't want them, and myself included, I don't want there to be any sense of regret thinking I should have done this thing. I should have taken more care. I should have taken action here because I've lost count the amount of times I've heard it, which is a sad thing. And when we hear the expression or even think of the expression, your health is your wealth, take that literally. Because if you don't have your health, you don't care how much money is in your bank account. You don't care what your next holiday is. You don't even care about what you're doing in work that day. You don't care about who's going out on a Saturday night. So your health is so important. And with type 1 diabetes, it's more important. And it's important that you realize that. So your health is your wealth. Take it literally. Next one. Your diabetes is unique to you. Don't spend energy comparing yourself to someone else's blood sugar or how they manage their diabetes. Just like I said, how you speak to yourself, your relationship with your diabetes. Your diabetes is so unique to you. It's the exact same condition for the most part, but you are a completely different person to me. Your friend in school who also has type 1 diabetes is a completely different person to you. Somebody on Instagram is a completely different person to you. So yes, type 1 diabetes is the same, but the type 1 diabetic person that lives with the condition is completely different. So don't compare yourself to other people. Learn from other people, benefit from other people, take it as inspiration from other people, but don't compare. And something you hear a lot about, it's like, what's the quote? It's comparison is the thief of joy, which is pretty spot on. Like if you compare, if you go onto Instagram, you will, and you compare yourself to everybody you see on there, you're going to come off the app feeling pretty low about yourself, right? And it, the same thing can happen with diabetes. If you're struggling, if you're finding something difficult at a certain time and you're constantly comparing yourself to this person, to that person, to this person, it can get you down quite quickly. But realize it's unique to you, your routine, your schedule, your personality, your habits, what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy. Your friend group, your social circle, your work circumstances, your family commitments, all these things are different. And the most important thing is understanding that it is unique to you and how to optimize your management for your life. Like I've just briefly touched on in a previous point, you need to fit your diabetes into your life, not your life around your diabetes. 
So it's unique to you. Learn what is best for you. Yes, there's general approaches that we can take that will benefit the masses, but all these things need to be tweaked for you and what benefits you the most. Number six, no one is going to do it for you. I can't remember if this is something that I have just said to myself for years or or if it's a quote that I robbed off somebody, but no one is going to do it for you. It's a very personal, so this is the lesson still. It's a very personal job looking after your diabetes, but work hard at it. Take action now on the things you know you'll benefit from. And then I have in brackets, no one is coming to manage your diabetes for you. Of course, if you're a young child, or if you're the parent of a diabetic and you're listening to this podcast, welcome, by the way. Um, of course, it's a massive responsibility of yours to help manage their condition if somebody's too young to do so. But for the most part, it's your responsibility. I had two one-to-one calls today with members of our Type 1% program who've joined us like this week. And both of them, one is one was diagnosed in 2002 The other was diagnosed in 2011. So 10, 20-ish years. Both of them said, it's up to me. I haven't got this support before. And the thing about it is, sometimes it's difficult to realize that, but the sooner we realize it, the more we can benefit from it. And I've said it before, it's like you are your own doctor. Because the reality of it is, We'll see our endo, we'll see our doctor, we'll see our our nurses, what, two, three, four times a year, max? What are we doing for the other 361, 362, 363 days of the year? Your diabetes is still there. So... That I don't want that to sound, and it's I really don't want it to come across as like a, a a daunting thing. I want it to come across as an empowering thing because it should be, and it is. Because it's like you have you you quite literally have the power to take action on your diabetes at any point in your life, at any point. Something that I say a lot, and something that I like, wholeheartedly believe, is. It is irrelevant how long you've lived with diabetes. It is irrelevant how, quote unquote, bad your management has been for the last 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Irrelevant. It's done. It's finished. The most important thing is what you're doing now. Because that's the only thing you have any control over. And somebody that comes to mind, top of mind, We have a member inside the program called Wanda. She was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in 2001 and joined us a number of weeks ago. And she sent me a message the other day and she said, I've never felt as in control of my diabetes than I do right now. And she's been living with it for 23 years. And the reason that I'm saying that and the reason why that comes to mind is the fact that You can take action on your health at any point. You can take in a breath. And make a decision now to change your diabetes management. 
doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect from this point on, but if you're making a conscious decision to eat better food, to move more, to drink more water, to try and prioritize sleep, to carb count more accurately, to time your insulin, all these little things, you, you literally decide in a second. And I think for, for I don't really I don't really know why, but for whatever reason, quite quickly I realized after diagnosis that oh this is this is my condition this is me and my diabetes I can get some help from my doctor and my endo every now and then but. This is me waking up in the morning with it. This is me playing sport with it. This is me going to the gym with it. This is me going on holidays with it. It's my responsibility. And again, that shouldn't be a daunting thing. It's an empowering thing because you, you, you realize I absolutely can do this. It's hard. It has been hard and it will be hard, but I have it in me. It's my responsibility and I can do it. I've dealt with worse as we all have, I'm sure. Let me take a look at the minutes. That was 20, that was 25 minutes. I don't think there was much editing in that one for Graham. So what I might do, that was six. So we're already at the halfway point. That's 25 minutes. What I'm going to do is let me do the other six in another episode, build the suspense for next week. And also I don't want to go through because I'm kind of touching on these in a bit more depth. I don't want to go through too many and then there's too many different things to consider and I hope that you're getting a lot from these lessons even from my experience with diabetes so I think that even just going through these six until the next episode is out that's six for you to consider that's six for you to jot down that's six for you to really think about over the next seven days until the next episode comes out also what I'd love you to do, if you're listening to these and thinking like, I've been living with diabetes for six months. I've been living with diabetes for two weeks. I've been living with diabetes for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, whatever. If there's any lessons that you have learned from diabetes that I haven't mentioned or that haven't even come up on the podcast at any stage, send us an email. Like, I really would love you to send me an email with the, the lesson or the thought or the thing that you've learned from your life with diabetes and I'll reshare them on the podcast and something that we obviously touch on a lot here too is the fact that yes it is me speaking or yes it's a guest speaking or yes it is Graham speaking but we love when emails come in from listeners because essentially it's kind of like an open forum because you get to relay your thought your idea your worry your question back to other listeners through us because we will we will read every email so if something comes to mind, let us know. Don't hesitate to reach out. Really, really mean that. So hang around for the next six in the next episode and consider the ones that I've gone through. Hope you get value from it. Hope you can benefit from it. Chat to you next week. 